Calvin, tell us about how you jumped from a corporate life into a world of spices and snacks. Well, it started off in 2015 when I was actually in uh, in a bank. I was actually a banker for a very good 13 years. And uh, I think the long hours and uh, lack of job satisfaction made me took a step back and uh, reflect on um, my uh, what I wanted to do in life at that point of juncture. So basically... Well, uh, I think it was after a phone call with the meeting with uh, our Singapore HQ. I think the day after that, I've uh, sent in my leave application for about a month, right, to take um, a step back and uh, just to reflect. So basically, I think... Hang on a minute, let me, let me just ask you, did, yeah. you, did you go on holiday because of the meeting with HQ in Singapore or <laughs> was it just, uh, you know, accidental timing? Uh, it, it was actually very good timing, but it was also right. part of the uh, triggering point, I, I would say. Right, so, you know, I took a, a month off, roughly a month's day off. And, um, well, I uh, took some time to really reflect on uh, what I did over the past 13 years and also what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And uh, one thing really popped up into my mind where I, I wanted something that made me really, really happy. And um, memories of me, my family, going back to Suramban, my, my parents' hometown, right? And My hometown Surumban. too. <laughs> Gosh, really? Yes, I'm a Suramban girl, yeah. Oh, right. So you, you would actually know that uh, you know, there's a very, very established uh, A&W at uh, there's a lake over there yes and uh, there will be an uncle over there who's uh, continuously selling kacang putih yes so well basically the history actually started with uh, us going back every weekend and uh, you know buying a packet of uh, pagoda or this uh, kacang putih and uh, we actually became very very close with the uncle whereby you know we just drive by and uh, he would just know what we wanted off, off the curve. How wow. often do you buy that? Every every single weekend right. for very good 20 years. Wow. Okay, okay. Wow. Very so, consistent. So that was like the family sort of like weekend trip. No no weekend was complete without Uncle Kacang Putih. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that was one particular time whereby I have always remembered, you know, four of us in a family, each of us having a, a packet of uh, kacang putih. You know, at the time, they were still using uh, newspapers and uh, those telephone directories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cone, the yeah, cone. They, they yes, roll it up, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, well, basically, that, that really made me um, think about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And, uh, well, I've just thought that, hmm, let's just try something. And uh, that's actually how I just jumped from something which I was very familiar for 13 years to something which I have no no idea whatsoever. When you say try something, like, did you have it in your mind? Did you, like, wake up in the middle of the night and go, Morocco! <laughs> you know? I've got it! Your Latengo, as the Spaniards say. Um, like, how did that happen? What, what was it and how did you, like, decide on it? Well, I think the... The exact moment came about when I, I actually rummaged through my father's um, belongings. In fact, he, he actually passed away in 2009. Okay. So, right. you know, there was actually a pile of uh, his belongings that was still left in, in uh, the room. So, I sort of like rummaged through and all of a sudden, I saw this one recipe that was actually given by the uncle, uh, this kacang putih uncle. 
and uh, you know it just like came into my mind and look I'm now figuring what to do in the next course of my life and here is a recipe just staring at me so wait wait why did why did the kacang putih yeah. give you the give your family the recipe did you guys steal it from him yeah. or something <laughs> <laughs> well uh, basically you know we were with uh, we were always purchased from him for very good 20 20 odd years so uh, that came to one point of time whereby uh, he just told us uh, uncles uh, very old no one's taking up after me and i'm thinking you know since you love muruku so much uh, here's one recipe so he, he basically gave us one recipe for us to uh, to to have and uh, to enjoy uh, well basically you know we we were really that close uh, that's why the, the the brand name kacang macha came about you know when uh, my father would just drive through drive by and uh, wind down the window and then the uncle would just say kacang macha All that's right. How, that's how it came about. You see. Wow. I see. Okay, yeah. so, so you you sort of went away on holiday and did what a lot of people probably wouldn't do, which was ask yourself some very serious, hard hitting questions. Not just what do I want to do with my life, but the more important one: what used to make me happy. I think that's a question people should ask themselves more. And you come up with this crazy idea when you find it's like one of these kids' books where you know you open up into a magical new world because you found this. In this case, magical recipe, right? Yeah. Um, what did your wife and family think about this seemingly rash decision in a change of career? There, there was actually a lot of uh, reaction, but uh, of course, <laughs> uh, to Bali put it, you know, many of them are uh, would say opposed to the idea. In the first place, they they find it very difficult to comprehend why why we would actually be selling uh, kacang putih. Right, you know. So, of course, <laughs> there's a lot of resistance, and uh, to some point, um, we, we were actually spending a lot of time. In fact, I think we took about three years to convince them that look, this is a, a business which is uh, very viable, and uh, you know, we are doing something which we are very proud of. You know, selling Malaysian products over. So, yeah. So this was three years whilst you were setting up the company. Three years over that three years, first initial period, you were still trying to convince them. Yes. Are they convinced now? Mm, partly, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, well, because they they still find it very hard to comprehend why I would leave a banking line and uh, mm. you know my wife's from the uh, hotel line, so we are both from in that sense uh, stable positions. Yeah. Mm. You know, to come into something which we totally have no no idea. Okay. So, yeah. So it's working for peanuts, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yes. Yes. Um. Okay. So, tell us what your startup looked like. Your startup setup. How much money did you have? Did you do it from home? Did you get investors? Well, um, to start it up, we we were a little bit crazy or naive in that sense. What we really did was that. Uh, we thought that look, we want to do Muruku. It has to be in a factory, and hence we got ourselves. Uh, we rented ourselves a factory, right? Um, with a initial seed capital of about thirty thousand. That's from uh, my. Well, ironically, that's actually from both sides of the family. Mm. You know. Also, they uh, loan it to you, or they 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 pumped it in as investors. Uh, they loan it to us. All right, okay. So they thought you guys yeah. were idiots, but they still gave you money. That's love. <laughs> yes, th- that's that's love. Okay. That's really love. Okay. You know, 
So, well, basically 30,000, we rented a factory and uh, of course, we didn't really have an idea of uh, how to manufacture mm. apart from eating it. <laughs> so, with 30,000, we quickly found out that uh, 30,000 isn't really enough to set up any factory. Yeah. Or that alone run the operations. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we what we initially did was that we started off with a small walk, a small fryer, and day by day, month by month, we built, uh, we got a contractor who was actually kind enough to help us build wall by wall. So, <laughs> like a Lego off, set, section by section. Something exactly like that. You know, it's, it's very, very funny. I mean, looking back, of course, it's funny, but <laughs> at that point of time, you know, with, uh, with the limited cash flow that we have, uh, I, I always remembered it was always. This month, okay, we have funds for this wall. Okay, next month, the other wall. So we managed to build our first room, first production room, after four months or so. Why didn't you just start up from home? Why did you have to set up in a factory? Especially since you had one wall. One wall, yeah. <laughs> well, like uh, I think, like I said just now, it it could be a blessing or it could be a you know a curse having no particular knowledge in this industry. What we wanted to do at that point of time was that. We wanted a product that is certifiable, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that the product is certifiable halal, and the factory itself is certifiable with uh, the necessary food standards. Right. Okay. So you wanted to go legit above board because you were what selling it internationally. Was that your plan? Yes. Actually, that was our end game. Got it. Oh, I see. So, I see. So, if it's locally, I and mean, then you want to do it. At home, and you're selling to like the taman or whatever, it's fine. But if you're going to export, you need to have a lot of different kinds of certifications. Yes, yes, you're right. Okay, I see. So now, the, your wife is she 100% invested in it, or the family do do both sides come into the factory and help you work and everything? Uh, well, basically, it's <laughs> my wife and I. Oh, still. Uh, yes, uh, the, the reason is being, I think, because the distance. From uh, both families are actually quite fine in terms of uh, geological uh, reasons. Right, but she's and definitely. That, I believe in this product. I believe in this company. This is your wife saying like, I, 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 I love Muruku. That's why I'm in it. Or is it just because she loves you and she's like, <laughs> no choice. I'm, I'm just gonna go with the flow, lah. Well, uh, I think I think you have that point. You know, she basically <laughs> loves, but loves me. <laughs> right, right, right. Got so it. you know. She she is actually um, so called uh, I would say caught into it, but you know she she really got into it. Right. Yeah. But uh, of course, I'm I'm very thankful because uh, without her, you know, uh, there's really only so much I can do. Mm. There'd only be one of you to fry the wok. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have. You've got more than one wok nowadays. Please tell me you have more than one wok. Uh, well, we we still have one walk, but it's a much much bigger walk. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a centralized walking right. system. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so Morocco is like air to Malaysians, right? A seemingly saturated market. Why did you choose Morocco of all things? Ah, uh, okay. Because kacang putih is a lot of different, different varieties, different styles yeah. of things, right? It's like a for anyone who's not Malaysian, it's like a generalized term of crispy. Fried sort of snacks. Next, is that yeah. what you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So why Morocco? Well, uh, first and foremost, I think the the main reason was uh, for me to remember something of my father. And uh, the other thing was that I I always feel that 
the snack market is for Malaysian products has always been underserved, meaning that uh, there's a lot of uh, countries out of Malaysia that really doesn't know what muruku is or kacang putih is. So, on the other hand, a lot of our, um, I would say, younger generation would go while over products from Thailand, from Korea, from Japan. So this is something which I feel that uh, there is a need to tell well, the younger generations and also the world outside that Malaysia has a very good snack and it can stand shoulder to shoulder with any other snacks you can find in the world. Got it. So basically, progressive Maruku. <laughs> would say so, yes. <laughs> Inno- innovative, yes. Innovative, yeah. Pop yeah. culture, Morocco. A Morocco that moves within the times. <laughs> yeah. I'll just stop there right now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay, so so this Morocco recipe, this was from your Kachang uncle, right? Um, yes. The, the kinds that you're making now, because we, you know, we mm-hmm. had a look on your website and stuff, and, and there seems to be a plethora of different flavors there. Did you make those up? I mean... Where did the recipes come from? Who develops those? Well, we, we actually we literally made them up <laughs> in that sense. Well, um, oh. when we first had yeah, when we first had the recipe, it was uh, a very traditional Muruku. So what we uh, really did was that we just manufactured the traditional Muruku for about a very good uh, three years. Then about uh, two years back, two or three years back, uh, someone actually came to us when we had an exhibition in China. And, uh, you know, it was actually a small boy. And uh, he just sort of told us that, mm, I can't really understand this product, mm-hmm. but can you, you know, make it more modern or something like that? Right. So, you know, we, we took a leave from that. And uh, what we did was that when we went back, we sat down and uh, think, well, Muruku is traditional what if we actually innovate a traditional recipe into a more modern product that is more in, in line with the current trend? Hmm. So that, that's how we have the modern series. Right. But basically, the the cracker itself, the muruku itself stays the same, right? But it's just yes. what you what flavors you put. Because the original one is just mainly Indian spices. Correct. Right. Yes. So it's, right. it's spicier, but then this one is because you got like sour cream and onion, and you've also got like all the barbecue flavors and everything. And you got cheese flavor. Yeah, I yeah. saw cheese flavored muruku. Yes. Yeah, but muruku yes. on its own, what is it really? Well, basically, muruku is a, a mixture of, uh, of course, the main ingredients are actually rice, um, dal flour, and uh, mixed with spices. Right. So, so Ooh. basically, that's a traditional muruku that we have. Okay. So it's gluten free. Yeah, it, uh, it is. It is gluten free, ah. and plus, right now, uh, our existing products there's uh, gluten free. Even the seasoning itself are, are natural. Mm-hmm. So there's no artificial coloring whatsoever in the seasoning. Even so, with the new modern modern flavors. Yes. In fact, we have even uh, we don't even put in uh, MSG into the product. My goodness, so all that good flavor is literally all that good flavor. Oh, yes. So how long does it take you to develop each each um, taste? Because like, I could imagine sour cream and onion taste very different from curry. Yes, for sure. I think uh, we were quite fortunate. Our R&D team was, uh, was very, very hands-on and very experienced. So each flavor took us about a very good 
three months or so to develop each and, flavor uh, wow okay yes yes uh, because um first of all my wife doesn't really take much fried food hmm. so <laughs> for her it has to be it has to be very very uh good in terms of taste hmm. so of course she she's um Particular? Yeah, everything has got to pass through her. She's, she's a particular QC, right? Yeah. Oh yes, for sure. Right. <laughs> you see that laugh? <laughs> no, yeah, that's that laugh a lot. She's like, look, dude, I love you. I'm in it for the for the <laughs> long haul. But this fried food stuff is really not me. It better be good, is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, at this juncture, before moving forward, I just like to offer myself and JD up for uh, tasters. If you need tasters, yes, um, we'll be the QC. We, 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 you know, we, we'll help. We're willing to help a friend, Calvin. You're a really good friend of ours now. If you give us a job of tasters, but anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk about the pandemic because that's you know sidelined everybody uh, to some yes. degree, right? How did the pandemic affect your business? Well, uh, I, I guess e- this pandemic has uh, not spared anyone, mm-hmm. but uh, for okay, this pandemic has not spared anyone. Yeah, you get back to yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So uh, basically, during this pandemic, where most of our customers are around the tourist areas, tourist spots, and as we know, it, these tourist areas have been closed since March last year. So uh, what happened was that they they had to close down, and they just asked us to either um, return the stock back to us, or we leave it there until the pandemic is over, which, of course, will take. At least not here or so. Yeah. So what happened was that um, we took it back and we told them that look, if uh, if it's getting better, you can have the stocks back, uh, newer stocks back. So that that was actually one of them, and uh, we also actually supply to airline caterers. Of course, uh, as we know, uh, most of the flights were grounded. Yeah. Yeah. So um, unfortunately. There were a lot of payments that were dragged. Mm. In fact, I think there were some that's a little bit more than a year, even. So, what kind of losses did you guys have to take? Well, uh, we would say that last year hit us quite, uh, quite uh, significantly. Mm. We lost about thirty percent uh, revenue. Wow, that's yeah, uh... but. Big this, this part, yeah, but uh, we were very fortunate because our policy of keeping all our um, all our employees together. So, although there was no no particular um, additional staffs, but all of us managed to be you know working as normal, salary as normal, everything as normal. Really. Well, wow. I just need to applaud you for that because that's bravo in such a small outfit where you were impacted so much. Yeah. The fact that you managed to keep all your staff, um, you know, on and for salary, that's commendable massively. Is bringing back um, stocks standard? Because I don't know the snack industry, right? Generally, like, is that out of the ordinary for you to actually take back your stock? And there's got to be some expiry date and everything. What do you do with all that? Well, uh... Send it to light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what 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 actually happened was that um, it we we take a, we have taken it uh, upon ourselves to say that yes, uh, usually we do not really uh, collect returnables, but then uh, because everyone's affected, 
Right. So what we did was that okay, out of a gesture of goodwill, we'll take it back. We will refund back all the money, and um, well, we were also quite fortunate in that sense that we we have uh, a few charitable bodies where we actually donated these products over to. Like uh, recently, I mean, it was last year. Uh, I think in uh, Sabah, we have actually sent over. I think about a very good three four pallets of our products, which wow. we have actually collected back. So. You know, it's it's a way, it's our own way of giving back to the to the frontliners. Yeah, and I'm also you don't need to go to waste. Yes, exactly. Morocco exactly. is best served eaten. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hopefully the frontliners are going okay. And you know what? It's healthy Morocco, right? Might as well have yes. some good times. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we'd like to be able to help you a little bit with your marketing and make some noise. So as you may or may not know, if you're a Free Plug Friday listener, uh, JD and I work super hard. Well, actually, JD composes it. Uh, and I'm the front star of, of, of yes, our yes, group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of like the Eurythmics, but we're like the pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we've, we've made this for you. Hit it. You know what I could really go for right now? What? A nice crunchy snack. Crunch it. Crunch it good. Crunch it. Crunch it real good. What you need is something classic but with bold modern flavors. Morocco! From curry, sour cream, onion to hot and spicy and even barbecue flavors. Kachang Masha has it all. But where can I get them? Order online now at www.kachangmasha.com or call 03-3884-2815. Kachang Matcha, the classic taste of murku with a modern twist. Crunchy real good. <laughs> That's your ad. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you can you. put it in your, all your socials and you can tell people you got it from us. And You know, he's going to go dead quiet now. Kacha Macha is going to be like, and we'll be checking every day going, is he using our commercial? Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, sorry, we got a technical glitch here. We hope it helps, man. <laughs> oh, it will. It will def- most definitely, JD. Fantastic. So, like, if people want to buy from you, um, how do they find Kacha Macha? Well, uh, online, you can actually find us at uh, Lazada and Shopee stores mm-hmm. and uh, under our Facebook and Instagram under the store name Kacamacha. Okay. Well, offline, you can always find us at uh, most of the 7-Eleven stores in Semenanjung, Malaysia. Right. And the 03 number? Yes. Is that's that a, an ordering depot or, or a something? factory or something? Yes. Basically, that's our uh, where you know we will actually get orders from that number. That's his, his in-laws telephone number. Right, oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, the, the factory, right? Yes. Like, I'm dying to come over to just take a look at the first walk. Is it still around? The first walk is still around. It's uh, lying somewhere in the somewhere in the office. Of course, it's in an undisclosed area. Right. Secret. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's it's momentous. I mean, it is. There, right? I'd love to go down and, and 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 make a batch. I wonder whether or not if next time we're down at Strombon, we can come swim yeah. by and just you know, you teach us how. <laughs> For sure. 